In our professional journeys, we have often come across the concept of the imposter syndrome, feeling like you don't belong or feeling like we're not deserving of our accolades or achievement. Well, the reality is we could also experience this in the mommy world. Am I a good enough mother? Do I even know what I'm doing? Today, we talk about how we tackle these emotions in our everyday lives. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Clips are back. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Motherish. Welcome, welcome. We're laughing because I just complimented Karen. She has a very, uh, is that a 2000 inspired, I don't know, Ooh. 90s hair clip. And I was like, you know, hair clips are coming back. She goes, yes, I know. That's why I have one. Particularly the like overly Oversized. saturated, oh. but like very trendy is the checkerboard hair clip. How are you? Let's go straight into a motherish moment. All right. Moment. My motherish moment is that I had a really good time decorating for Halloween. Decorating I was about my to say, I just saw you put out your decorations. <laughs> yes. We decorated outside for Halloween and I got to do it with Victoria and it was so fun. Like it made me really excited for the rest of the holiday season because she was like very helpful. I had to use a whole bunch of those little clips that, you know, like have like the sticky back and then you can like take them off when you're done. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were like just nodding. <laughs> like, So I had to use a lot of those clips. And so I was like, okay, Victoria, pass me a clip. And she's like, okay, boom. Okay, throw this in the trash. Okay. And she comes back. She goes, mommy, es muy aburrido ir a botar la basura. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you a different <laughs> job. But it was really cute. So she's like a little helper. And it was just super fun. And yes, my neighbors were looking at me like, ma'am. Too early. Already, ma'am. I know. I, I, took, I brought out the pumpkins pretty early, but I haven't taken out the full Halloween yeah. So it's like pre-fall, then Halloween, then we'll do a little fall Thanksgiving, and then full Christmas. Yes. Love it. So my motherish moment of the week, my sister and I, she was here in town a few weeks ago, and we bought Ford, you know, like one of those grocery shopping carts uh-huh. to play pretend. Mm-hmm. Like going shopping, and it's so cute. So we gifted it to him, and he, was, he loved it. And now we play pretend, like we go grocery shopping. Yes, yes. I love that he loves playing pretend anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like pretend doctor, pretend grocery shopping, pretend, what was the other thing he plays? Fire truck. So I built a fire truck out of this like Amazon box and I drew it on it. And then I bought him a fireman costume for Halloween and he ended up seeing it. So he wanted to put it on and he wore it for like two days. And now, <laughs> it, and now it's been hidden until Halloween. Yes. He hasn't asked about it because I bought him like a hat in between so he could play firefighter. But I don't know, I just love seeing his little, you know, again, he's an only child. So I think he's also like used to playing alone mm-hmm. and kind of just using his imagination and pretend. And in the morning, like if he wants to like be with me when I'm getting ready in the bathroom, like he'll bring like a little sink and pretend he's doing the dishes or cleaning stuff up. He loves playing clean, pretend like I give him like a water bottle. I don't know. It's just like really fascinating to watch him. And this whole week I've been watching him like kind of just pick up different things. And I go, Dame un dollar, senor. Like in the grocery <laughs> shop, he goes, chick, 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 chick. <laughs> so it's cute. Meanwhile, it's so funny. You know what he playing, did? Paying with Apple Pay. No, I was about to say that last time he, we we did that. He's like trying to get my phone, and it's because I realized he sees me when I, I always Apple Pay everything. Yeah, me so too. So he thinks me he too. could play pay with the phone. Yes, it's so cute, but it's so 
weird. That's their generation. Now. I know. There's I wanted like no to buy coins. him. I pretend like, know what a I know. Coin I is. wanted to buy him a little like registry. I mean, yeah, register. Yeah, register. That that is like I don't think he's ever gonna see like bills or coins and you know. And I was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So true. I made him like fake credit cards. <laughs> This actually topic came up during another episode, and mm-hmm. we kind of touched on it very lightly. And I noticed that Karen got really—I um, don't want to say emotional, but I really I like was triggered. S- triggered, yeah. It mm-hmm. really spoke to you because yeah. we had a guest who was amazing, actually, Christina Guerrero, and she touched a little bit about this, you know, about like the imposter syndrome and feeling like you don't belong, kind of questioning. And she even talked about developing some anxiety. And I don't think she went to the extreme of panic attacks, but it really, really took a toll on her. So at this point, she was an e-news host and she, you know, spoke a little bit about how hard it was for her to actually give herself credit and just feel like she belonged where she was. Mm -hmm. I'll share this, which is kind of like related here. But the other day, one of Juan's coworkers was at our house and he, I guess, does those like readings of your like based on your birth chart. I never look for these readings. I never like this is not something that I go and I'm like, oh, my God, give me this, blah, blah, blah. I came out of my room because I was on a like late night work call. And my mother-in-law had just finished getting her reading and Juan was getting his reading. And then he was like, okay, now it's your turn. And Juan is also like, he doesn't, it's not like he like swears by these things or anything like that. But he was just doing it like for fun. Like, yeah. And, like, and he was just fascinated by the things that this guy was saying because he felt that they were very accurate, at least like for his mom and for himself. So the guy pulls up, I guess, my birth chart and, you know, the placement of all that. There's some weird diagram thing and it was very very concentrated in one area to a point where he was like this is a very interesting thing he's like i've never seen anything like this and it's the kind of thing that i would want to like study it sounds further. like a movie scene right like i don't want to get this done but then like the movie scene like cuts to the guy going oh no yeah. this is not what yeah. i was expecting yeah like, and i what? was like i was like oh if you don't understand it we don't have to do it like oh don't worry about it whatever whatever you must be exhausted and he's like no this is really interesting but anyway one of the things that he came out with in terms of like my personality trait or whatever i don't even know if it's a personality trait but whatever the moon and the planet and you know <laughs> venus and whatever oh, i don't lord know lord. was about how although um i guess i may quote i can't even say it like that's how much it's problematic but like even though i'm very successful and ambitious and i get everything done and i always want to accomplish more and can handle multiple things at the same time blah 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 the area of self-doubt and inability to accept my triumphs is like very much underscored in this reading. And I was trying to give my best poker face while he was reading. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Juan was like, wow, Karen. Was that giving it away completely? And I was like, can you not? Because he knows, because he knows that I have a hard time kind of stepping into like different things. And as a result of that and this other, <laughs> this is <laughs> full of really random stories today, but we recently went to the Camilo concert. Que si, que si, que si, whatever. And, you know, I'm not like a, like, oh, huge, crazy Camilo fan or whatever. I like Camilo and I enjoyed the concert. It was super fun. Um, but in between one of his songs, he talked about how we spend our whole lives working so hard towards becoming something different than what we are. Um, you know, a different body, a different job, a better this, a bigger that, you know, whatever. 
And we never get the opportunity to celebrate who we actually are. And when he said it, I was like, like it, it like hit me so directly, like to the point where I had to like. But in which way? It's funny because I see you and it just shows you how like there's different perspective, right? And when I was reading about the imposter syndrome is how you feel versus how other people see you. And sometimes you're the one that sees yourself in such a like non-disturbing way. Mm -hmm. And other people are actually looking up and admiring you. So I always see you as a very confident, amazing person. Love you, like a badass in a lot of things. So when you say these things, like to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? That, but so yeah, maybe like dive a little into like what are you feeling and what triggered you when you heard that from Christina today? Because we didn't get into that because I am always. Um, it really is related to the, the thing Camilo was saying. Is like I am constantly working so hard and pressuring myself so hard to become a different version of what I am. A more present mother, a better professional, a more, you know, get a better, more successful title in my career, work out more, wear different jeans that are hanging in my closet. It's always a thing. In every aspect of my life, I always look at it as like, you need to be more, you need to be different, you need to be this. And I do not spend enough time just being who I am and celebrating who I am. The amount of energy you spend in your mind kind of like focusing on that is where like the realization of Camilo, which I had no idea what he was saying. I mean, he knew what he was saying, but he didn't know like there I am like, oh, my God, this is like a life changing moment for me. It just continues to echo. It's been a month or something since the concert. And like it is echoing in my head multiple times a week. To the point where at the gym that I go to, we're working on like planks, like keeping my plank for a longer time or whatever. And so it's like, so we're, of course, we're working on more, right? Like whatever, but that's what you do at a gym. But now what I started doing is during my plank, something that has helped me concentrate is actually like saying affirmations about myself to myself, which I've never done because to me, this is like bullshit like whatever but I will they sit, work I they know work. I guess that's what they say so I'm trying so during the plank in my head I'm like I am grateful for this body that got me here you are so strong you can hold this plank for a minute and 30 seconds you this you that your legs this you're you, you know they're strong enough and you have the ability to walk here and jump here and this and that and like I spend the whole time wow, doing like that some really deep thoughts for a plank Listen. I'm really, I'm actually, because I'm so bad with like lyrics and music, I'm usually, when I plank, I just realized what I do. I usually, the other day I was like, um, I'm like, do you know that song? I like big butts and I can't. And then I couldn't remember. And I'm like, is it say this? Or like, I always thought it said this other thing. So I went into this whole like minute of like figuring out like what the song What are the lyrics? Because wow. I feel like those everyone knows the lyrics. really different planks. I like those I hear what you're saying with the Camilo theme. But I think when you... We're talking to Christine and she mentioned the you really thought about work at a Yes. Well, yeah, that was the right? first. I think this is like, let's start with, I kind of identifying what really is the imposter syndrome and how I feel like you have been really open about really feeling that, especially in the work field. And like, yeah. I'm just curious, like how it transferred into the um, world. So the first time I had ever heard about it was when reading Sheryl Sandberg's first book. And that coincidentally, I was interviewing for my current job while reading this book. And I was on a plane. By the way, the second book's amazing. It's after yes, First I, Husband. Died, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I haven't read her second book. Sorry, Cheryl. The first book, I was reading it on a plane ride to Menlo Park, so to San Francisco in California. And I was about to go through 
one day of six back-to-back interviews for my job. I had just finished reading the book on the plane ride there and I was like, oh my God. And it, it completely threw me off. It gave words to the feeling that I had inside, which was like, I'm showing up to interview for this job, but like, it's because someone <laughs> kind of was like, oh, okay, fine, we'll let you in. You're the last person in the line, so we'll just let you in. Like, that's what I felt like. And that day, I was interviewed by six people who, like, one of them was one of the founders of Instagram. One of the founders and creators of Instagram interviewed me. Like, what the hell? It was so wild. And I still was like, how am I even here? Like, and then I ended up getting the job, which was, like, super crazy. And even more when I started, like, imagine you have, like, a meeting and at the table, it was, like, a girl who just came from working with Ryan Seacrest, a guy who just came from, you know, running digital strategy for the NBA. Every person was super bigger. Qualified, and yeah. yeah and, and then there was me, the Miami girl from FIU that was working at Telemundo and, like, someone let her open a Twitter account that turned into me becoming, like, social media director, which was, like, I didn't even know how it happened. And I spent many years sorry, one added layer to it was that everybody was coming from an Ivy League school and everybody was like, oh, I went to, you know, Stanford and Harvard and da da da. And I was like, uh, and then they were like, where did you go? Awkward silence. And I would be like, um, <clears throat> um, Florida International University. And they would just be like, that's great. Never fucking heard of it. Um, and it was hard for a very long time, but I also think, and this is back to like the conversation with Christina, like so much of my identity was my career and my professional self that like it had to be perfect because if it wasn't perfect, then I, who was I? It was nothing. When I became a mom, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, it was an easy switch. We all know that the switch was hard because I thought I could be both 110% and you can't. <laughs> I don't think you can. But now I'm like, yeah, I... But then, then there's imposter syndrome with being a mom. What? I know. Oh I feel like for me, it's, it's been more with the mom thing than in the professional field. Because I feel like, so for everyone, they always tell you it's normal if you kind of feel those. And it's very common to feel like you don't belong, like you don't deserve to be in the position, like you don't deserve to be promoted. And that at some point, someone's going to figure it out. You're not qualified and they're going to out you. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be over and your dream job and everything. So, and that could, you know, cause you anxiety you and don't fear. You don't ever feel and, that? <clears throat> In the work field, the thing is that I feel like once you start feeling that you have many options, but two of the approaches that you could have is either feel like, wow, I can't believe it. Like this is like pinch me moment. I'm so grateful. I can't believe this. I'm going to enjoy this and just kind of like work so hard to keep it instead of questioning, like, do I belong? This going to be over soon. Like someone's going to find that, you know, and I think for me, it's been more of like just kind of being grateful for it all the time and just. I don't know, just I know that I'm in a competitive field. So instead of like feeling like I don't belong, I feel like maybe I switch it over and I kind of make it. You channel it differently. Right. Like I feel like I use it more to keep working, doing, you know, keep learning, keep growing. Like, have because... you ever had to like interview someone that you're like where you can't even envision what it's going to be like on the other side when you're done doing it? Yes, I have coverages and interviews that you're like, OK, this is, you know, but I think after a while you just She's such a good journalist, you know, she doesn't spill the beans here. I'm like, no, on. no, no, it's just, I, mean, I think it's, it's, um, it's just like, I'm always grateful for it And I'm like in awe that, you know, that of, you can do it, that I could make a living doing what I do. Yeah. I think it's more like a, the sense. 
But I think with the mommy thing, it's I'm always like questioning, like, am I doing a good job? Like, do I know what mm. I'm doing? Like, I think that's where a lot of the doubts is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the syndrome has to do with self-doubting and what other people are kind of looking at. And I feel like most people that are close to me are like, yeah, you're a great mom. You're doing a great job. And I do pat myself on the back often. There's a lot of other times where I'm kind of like questioning is Ford's behavior reflection of me if he's acting up and he's a great kid but I'm saying those moments you know in those dark moments where you're struggling or having in the middle of the tantrum like you always blame yourself you know most some of us do and that's where I'm kind of like falling into this self-doubt area for a little bit doesn't last too long <laughs> for like a second you know and I think maybe a lot of moms feel that way I think it's probably especially during the early months and the first years when you're just trying to figure stuff out and just trying to be like you know, if my kid is not hitting a milestone, is it a reflection of me? You know, like, am I being, you know, I want to appear like I'm handling all, especially people that want to be moms for a long time, right? So I've wanted to be a mom for so long. Like, why am I not enjoying this? Or why am I feeling like I'm failing at this? So I think if my mom were here, she would tell you, Pamela, that is going to continue to happen for as long as you live. Your mom is so, I think she has such like nice perspective like you're always gonna worry about your kid you know when I asked I my mom nice I think it's like real for example this week like she was having a conflict with like something happened or whatever and she was like is it me am I the one that did I make a mistake where did I make a mistake in helping you know guide you or that so like it's the same thing that you're saying in terms of like a tantrum of a two-year-old but with a 37 year old child so it's not gonna Go so away, I, it's just going to evolve. So I attempt through my mom, it's like all about IG uh, DM, right? <laughs> like whatever she finds, she'll like DM to me. Oh, look at this lunchbox for Ford. Look at this, you know, she's all into the IG now. So I keep sending her all these things for her to read in terms of like, you know, is it um, stuff about raising a toddler and, you know, sleeping, eating, food stuff, whatever it is, has to do that she could read, actually in, implement it with Ford. Mm. And she's always like, Yo nunca leí nada. Yo nunca ne- like she kind of dismisses. <laughs> she gave me some all of that. This, she gave me right? some of that today. I was like, oh. she dismisses everything, and I'm just like, mom, this is just like resources and tools that we have that we say. Yo, when you know she's saying in Spanish, like when you know when I raised you and your sister, like we didn't have any of that. We didn't read yeah, any yeah, of that. Yeah. It was like, and you guys turn out fine. So it's a little bit more of that perspective. So whenever I'm like having these like deep talks or conversations about like you know, do you think we're doing a good job? She's like, yes, of course. He's amazing. He's perfect. He's going to be fine. Like, you know, and yeah, like, yeah, he kind of yeah. like makes me want to just like, yeah, not stress those little things. So mm-hmm. I know that she comes from a good place and I get what she means. And then I see God. my sister and I. I had the opposite. And I'm the just o- like, you're right, mom. He's going to be amazing <laughs> and we're going to be fine and everything's going to be awesome. Meanwhile, my mom is like, listen, you've got your hands full with Victoria. You really need to figure this out. Like, this is you know like not putting the pressure on me that I need to figure it out but like this is a lot and this is a hard phase and she acknowledges it you know like which makes me feel like okay thank god like you just this is normal because there's moments where you're like how long does this last like it's super tough man it's so funny now I find myself whenever another mom my friend Monique the other day from work posted like um I don't know. I don't know if it was like a question or like, does anyone else feel like their child's out of... And I'm like, yes, I engage in every like IG questionnaire and poll. <laughs> like anything, I'm always like, yes. I just want people to feel like seen and heard and in not alone. I mean, this is the main reason for the podcast too. I feel like when we open up about these things, people are like, yes, yes. I and hear they're this. nodding and yeah. they're hearing and 
And we also feel like that too, right? I mean, we've touched on this before, but also dealing with like the Instagram mom, which I, I don't know, maybe, maybe... You are the Instagram mom, Karen. You know what? Right before I said it, I was like, I shouldn't say it. No, I'm not. I'm j- Listen, why am I the Instagram mom? This week she posted, yes, I'm still doing this. And then just like a picture of the perfect lunchbox. It's box. not perfect. It just has compartments. And then the food goes in the compartments. And that's why it looks good. You put sprinkles on the yogurt. Because that way she'll eat it. In our friends, I've been wanting to copy that. I, I can't even get to finding the sprinkles in Publix. I get so overwhelmed. They're not you, Amazon. They're on Amazon. Oh. You can buy sprinkles on Amazon. You can even get Halloween sprinkles if you really want to. Today, I made her a sandwich. And I put, you know, the sprinkles of the eyeballs. It was the first time I made. It was the first time I sent her a sandwich to school, you guys. Mainly because like she doesn't eat sandwiches, so now I want her to eat sandwiches because it could be really helpful for me. But there's like sprinkles that are eyeballs that are right now like you so know cute. you can find them everywhere. And so I made like the heart sandwich and I put eyeballs in it. So when she would open her lunchbox, the heart sandwich is like looking at her. So funny. This week I actually bought bread and the. Um, some like organic peanut butter with some like jelly yeah. whatever and I my nanny's like what is this for? I'm like we need to train him to love sandwiches. I know but then you can't send nuts to school. I know no but in the house. I know the but house, eventually then you're going to be like oh I want a sandwich at school and you can't even have nuts or yeah, You know what I didn't school. think of that but yeah I mean I have planned it for the house but you're I right. spent the whole summer training Victoria to eat peanut butter so because I wanted to send sandwiches and then of course I didn't know because Victoria never went to school and I haven't I never had to put anybody in school. And so the first orientation of the school is like, we are a nut and seed free zone. And I was like, oh, my God, I spent the whole summer getting her to like peanut butter. But you know, going back to what you have said earlier, I think it's good sometimes to talk out loud about what your concerns are and what you're feeling. Because, like for example, you were saying, you know, I'm not happy with some of the stuff that I have right now. And I'm, I'm just focusing on like getting something bigger or doing something different or just and I'm here sitting you know, next to you looking at you like, oh my God, what are you talking about? You are amazing. And I know I don't want to sound cheesy, but it's like, it's good to hear it and then to like remind you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then to be more graceful with yourself. I know it's a journey. It's a journey. It's just, I think it has to do with, um, not that I'm going to blame my parents for it. It's not their fault. Um, but my perspective as being, you know, daughter of my parents specifically, daughter of immigrants is more a a loose term for it, but I live carrying kind of like their, the price of their sacrifice. And that is the type of thing that for me is like, don't fail, don't fail, keep going more, more of this, more of that, better, whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. And that is to be clear, they have never put this onus on me, but it's something that I picked up, you know, like we pass things on to our kids without even realizing it. And I live with that. And that is my drive. And then you put that in combination with my personality. It's a wonderful mix, but it's a dangerous mix because I get to the point where I'm like, stop, because what am I showing to Victoria? A person who never rests, a person who never has like downtime, a person who doesn't know how to stop doing stuff. Like, that's not good either. And so at some point, I have, I mean, <laughs> for that, she has her dad. <laughs> you know, because he, he does that's like. balance. <laughs> yeah. No, he does. He is a calmer person. But like, we've had many arguments, especially in the beginning of, of our marriage and living together where he's like, you don't like it when I nap. And I'm like. Because I don't like to nap. I, there's like oh, I always something napping. to do. I love nap, nappies, nappers I out there. I know. 
We're here. But I'm now here there's like it. all these like reels and TikToks of like memes of this where it's like, you know, the second the man like sits down, the woman starts like banging things on the kitchen louder. And it's like, uh, uh, um. <laughs> um, and it's true. Like that's because the thing is, I've never seen this. And I eventually like many therapists later, you realize like this was my example. Like my parents, they could never rest. And downtime meant that we're not doing something we need to do. And not, that's my DNA plus the way I was raised. And so it's a very intense combination of things, which also leads you to question all the time. In terms of motherhood, like whew, the first year and a half, I was a walking imposter of everything because I wanted to live up to the standard of a different mother than the mother who I am. And now I'm like, this is the mom who wow. I am, you know, and it's that must have been draining, too. So draining, so exhausting. I think one of the reasons why I'm so always so kind of like cautious about the whole season of becoming a parent. And I don't even know what it's like if you do it a second time around. But like, I'm very respectful of this season because I was really dinged by that season in a way that I now look back and I'm like, I still get like, oof, no way. Like it was really, really hard. To yeah, live so, up to what you think you're supposed to be. So right now, if you're going through that season and you're drained and you're just exhausted or, you know, whatever you're feeling, just stop pretending. <laughs> you are the perfect okay. parent for it's your okay. child. Yes. You are exactly what your child needs. And that is the one affirmation we all need to be reminding ourselves of. We are the mother that our child needs, period. So... Just remember that. And they love you and they're obsessed with you. And every time I have a moment of like self-doubt, I just have Ford, you know, scream mama and hug me. Like right now, I literally stepped out before we started recording. I had to run to the restroom and he wouldn't let me go. He was holding on to my leg. He wanted me to play with him. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Emma thrives on this. Meanwhile, me, I'm like, stop, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, he loves me. He's obsessed with me. And that's just like a such a nice reminder that... Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it perfectly fine because he needs me and loves me. And he doesn't care that I was gone traveling in D.C. for work for a few days. He, you know, he doesn't hold that against me. He, he's just happy to see me. He will hold it against you when you'll he'll come home. Me dejaste. <laughs> no, sorry. That's just my child. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it, this is the right kind of mindset to step into. And just a good kind of reminder for all of us because... It's hard and some days are really trying. And I also do really believe that sometimes our children are sent to us with very specific personality mm -hmm. traits to challenge us and mm. to make us grow. Mm. So I <sighs> am not, for example, I'm not a very like touchy-feely person. I do not like when people are like possessive with me. It's the kind of vibe that really throws me off. I specifically don't have friends that are like this because I don't feel comfortable with it. I chose a husband who likes to give me my space and understands that, like, all of that. But then I had, you know, a stage five clinger daughter who, like, she's, like, possessive with me to a point where she's, wow. like, the other night, she woke up in the middle of the night, comes to our bed. Nunca quiero ir a ningún lado sin ti. And I'm, like... Oh, my God. Which means I never want to go anywhere without you. Yes. And I'm like, it is three in the morning. What on earth are you talking? This is creepy. Can you stop? Like, and Juan's like, you're so mean. And I'm like, no, it's just 
give me some space, kid. But no, but this, I, what am I supposed to learn from this? Okay, I'm here. I have to learn something. So is that I have to let love in or I have to learn different love languages? Like, I don't know. But hey, I'm a student now in this journey and I'm trying to learn. So just remember that when your kid challenges you. And then one last thing I wanted to share is if you feel like you're doing an amazing job, if you're killing it at work, if you're, you know, balancing everything and everything's getting done, your child's happy, you deserve it. You're amazing. Yes. Don't let anyone put any doubts in your head. Like, you know, celebrate yourself, reassure yourself that you are doing an amazing job because you deserve to be doing it and because you worked very, really hard and you put the work into it and now you're seeing the fruits of that. Yes. So go get it, mamas. You go, you go, you go, you go on with your bad self. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. Thank, Thank you. you.